This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Namaskar, Satsriyakal. Welcome to News Laundry Hafta. A very special Hafta because the average age has come crashing down. <laughs> the floor has vanished from under the feet of Hafta's feet. The floor has vanished. I'm Abhinandan Sekri. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. When the public pays, the public is served. When advertisers pay, advertisers served. After I've done my obvious plugging, let me tell you why I said that the average age has collapsed. Today uh, on the panel, we have a guest. Uh, his name is Amitoj Singh. He has more than 11 years of journalistic experience. Although if you saw him, you wouldn't believe that because he looks so youthful and young. <laughs> Amitoj Singh is associate editor and principal anchor at NDTV. All of you who watch the morning show with him and his co-anchor, IA. I remember AI, sorry. What? AI, AI. AI, because I remember that joke which was almost as bad as mine. AI plays AI. It was something with artificial intelligence playing <laughs> yeah, I, I, To be fair, I did not crack it. It was my co-anchor, Anjali <laughs> okay. who cracked it. Anjali so, so the morning show and you're also, uh, all the sports events that are happening, you cover those. Uh, you were also covering the Punjab election. So welcome, Amitoj. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I must uh, tell the viewers and all those listening actually that uh, I'm young and I look young only because I have to face off against you in football and you give me a hard time even at this age. Whatever, <laughs> However old you are, I won't, I won't tell anyone right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's very kind. You have made my day by, by plugging my football skills. Uh, then uh, mm. I have Meghnad S. Of course, he's got a big fan base among online community who watch videos and his show that we did together constitution coming up soon as constitution season two guys so you better subscribe and watch it also he will be hosting a session at the media rumble which is on third and fourth of august he'll be hosting a session on covering parliament i highly recommend all journalists who are interested in covering parliament and governance through bills and parliamentary procedure attend that he has worked as a lamp fellow with several members of parliament he has prepared several bills of course, he's the anchor of our show, and many people say he looks like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's half my age, yeah. so now you see where the average age has come crashing down. <laughs> Hi, Meghnath. Hi. How are you guys? Joining us shortly will be Madhu Trehan, who will push the age back up, hopefully, <laughs> so I don't feel so, so uh, left out. You're uh, so ageist, man. <laughs> no, I'm not ageist. And just to let everybody know, Manisha is on holiday, um, as is Anand Vardhan. Raman sir is busy elsewhere, so that is why you have a panel of four and not the usual five or six because everybody takes a break except me, so that's that. <laughs> Before we start, um, I just want to plug the Media Rumble. The Media Rumble is back. In the second edition, we bring together news professionals, policy makers, investors, tech innovators from all over the world. It's where we discuss the future of news. It's where we talk about all facets of the news ecosystem. This year, we are set to make the Media Rumble Asia's premier media forum. There'll be professionals from some of the world's leading news organizations. Master classes on data journalism, on animation, illustration, storytelling. A convoy of 14 international speakers, filmmakers, satirists, all under one roof. Come, rumble at the Media Rumble, August 3rd and August 4th, 2018 at India Habitat Centre, New Delhi. Entries free for our News Laundry subscribers and Mufat Khors, register now. Seats are filling up fast, so log on to www.themediarumble.com. See you there. 
So here's a list of the topics we'll discuss. The Supreme Court judgment that was the main news yesterday. I didn't actually watch prime time last night, but I'm assuming it was full of this. The long pending, I mean, the long ongoing power tussle between the center and the state of Delhi, uh, or rather between the lieutenant governor and Arvind Kejriwal and his government. Well, everyone is spinning this judgment in different ways. I'm yeah. hoping Meghna will be able to give us some clarity. I've read some of the pieces. The full judgment is available. The link is below. We'll discuss that. Then, mob lynchings due to WhatsApp fake messages. Uh, the government has taken cognizance of this and has asked WhatsApp to kind of do something about it. WhatsApp has kind of promised to do something, but not exactly sure what. Mm. I- I'm a little surprised that the government can't take out a, a, a publicity campaign like they're saying that everything is You know, they spend a yeah. few crores and, and do that. Uh, but anyway, the rise of lynchings, I think it's touched 19 by one article hmm. that is uh, quoted in another article it says 23 and in fact Shivam Vijay's article kind of suggests that it's possible that all these have happened by the same WhatsApp message on child yeah, lifting yeah the child lifting and uh, I found out why as well which we'll talk about okay, we'll go then on, we yeah. can come to that yeah. and then the NRC in Assam we've discussed in detail with I think Samrat was the guest that week on the Assamese um, this, of course it's a bill that has passed in parliament on basically giving citizenship so there was a pushback on it in Assam hmm. uh, because of the migration problem there. But this is the uh, NRC, the f- uh, full form of which is the National, National Register of Citizens. Names of all genuine Indians to be included, says the Assam Chief Minister Sarbanan Sonawal. And Assam's foreign identification and detention process is riddled with flaws, says a new report. That's actually, the, the, this issue is quite mind-blowing. Like, if you go deeper into it, you realize how complicated it is and how much, you know, how how much of uh, craziness it can cause. Then maybe generally. you should tell us a little yeah. about this. We discussed it in some detail in Samrat, it was here, I think, about a month ago. Right. But, you know, happy yeah. to get some more uh, inputs on that. And then India's unsafe for women, says a global poll. The government dismisses the report saying it's an opinion poll, which they don't dismiss when an opinion <laughs> poll favors an outcome <laughs> election. But anyway, and then... Um, there was this one case of the president. There were reports of him having been insulted or some harassment happening as Jagannath Puri. Later, the president's office was denied. We carried an opinion piece on it, which we have retracted till we find full details. And we will find the full details because we're not going to take one word over the other. Mm. Um, so I, I wanted to understand this. I saw the outrage that caused on yes. your timeline specifically. Yes. <laughs> Um, so basically you carried an opinion piece which was written by someone who based it on three reports if not I'm not three, wrong there were ten reports and we've just put three links and those reports are still actually I'll get to that it's yeah. it's, it's rather weird it's yeah and yeah. of course the Delhi tree cutting I have mixed views on this many would think I'm you know a tree hugger and I do <laughs> kind of but having seen the locations where this is happening I'm not so sure how practical this solution is. Uh, but anyway, I'll explain why. But let's quickly get to... And if we have the time, we can discuss the Mumbai bridge collapse and the impending mm. problems that Mumbai faces when the rains come. Uh, but I th- And we have four letters from subscribers. At first, Amitoj. Yes, sir. How can I help? You can, first of all, tell me your views on if you have been seeing the coverage of the LG versus ARP case. Have you covered any aspect of this in the past year or two in this confrontation at all? Yeah, so, uh, in fact, uh, the march that the Amadi party did uh, to the uh, residents of the LG while Arvind Kejriwal was actually sitting inside waiting, and I think it was the seventh or sixth day that I was 
marching with the Amadi party trying to cover that uh, protest of, I, I don't know, I mean, uh, tough to count, but perhaps 5,000 people. Uh, and that's the same day when the former finance minister and uh, disgruntled uh, uh, BJP's uh, Yashwan Sinha uh, actually also came on the stage and yes. made a speech uh, to the Amadi party workers outside the CM's house, which is not too far away from the LD's house. I covered that and I have covered the Amadmi party and also I, I was uh, there in studio when it all happened uh, in terms of the breaking news. So I think this is a huge issue. But as I'm uh, talking to you, we can tell our uh, listeners uh, that it's very simple. Right now you have a situation where the, in terms of perception, the Amadmi party might have won. But technically, like the lawyer of the center said yesterday, hmm. that, hey, there is nothing that has changed on exactly. the ground. Yes. And that is the big point because right now Marine Sisodia is holding a press conference, reiterating the aspect that the LG only has control over three aspects, one of them being services, which is the crucial one about appointment uh, of um, officers or transfer of officers, where the officers are basically saying, whatever you say to us, we don't have to listen to you because it's the LG who we have to listen to. That is where the Supreme Court has to once again not be vague but be clear and up. Hmm. As I understand, so it's not only going to be. So it's yeah, not simply right. about the transfer, it's about also whose instruction they take. Yeah. That hasn't been clarified. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. So, that, by the way, uh, the Supreme Court has made that clear that that is a separate issue which will not be discussed by the Constitution bench. For the mm. viewers who are uninitiated, the Constitution bench is uh, more than uh, five, I believe, hmm. uh, of the judges of the Supreme Court. So, in this case, it's going to be a regular bench. I don't know how many that will be, one three, or two or three, three, three maybe. Yeah. Three, I believe, yeah. So that uh, is going to be on a separate issue. There are nine different issues, seven of which are raised by the Amani party and two by the centre that need to be resolved by the Supreme Court when it comes to matters related to Delhi. Okay, so Meghnad, mm-hmm. um, you know what I've read of this, the one key sentence that I thought is a big win for AAP is that, sorry, before I come to that, just one quick question, uh, uh, Amitoj, if you could quickly tell me, when you marched, uh, you know, when you were covering this march, were all the people ARP workers or was there any regular, like in the old days of the ARP when regular people would join the marches? Now, is that regular people still there? It's now become a completely orchestrated party. So like I raised other. that question, I actually raised that question in my report on that day. Hmm. Uh, it's difficult to make sense of that. You've got to understand that more than 60 uh, out of the 72 or so Delhi Assembly uh, is the Amani Party MLAs. So mm. what I, I was told and what I understood is that all the MLAs got their own people together and therefore it was also ARP members, ARP supporters, relatives, friends of all these MLAs. Mm. And mm. were there Amadmi Party uh, supporters who showed up like at the Ramlila Maidan, mm. uh, which you're familiar with? I don't know. Because, you know, in a crowd like that, how do you decide for that? It's tough True. to say. Okay, thanks. So, so you know what I was saying was that this one specific sentence that which the Supreme Court has reiterated, although it's there in the Constitution, hmm. but this is, you know, open to interpretation. Like, in context of the President, hmm. the President is bound, the yep. word is bound, by yep. the aid and advice of the Cabinet. Cabinet, yes, absolutely. Similarly, they have said the LG is bound by the aid and advice of the Council of Ministers. So when they have reiterated that, doesn't Mm. that pretty much settle the debate about whether he is not, he doesn't have to act, you know, by by their advice? So what was uh, happening was, if we rewind a bit, right? So the whole thing started when they, when he appointed the chief secretary in 2015, uh, who was... Gambling. Yeah, Shakuntala Gamlin, right? Mm. Um, And uh, since then, you know, it has been crazy. So as, as, as... uh, Amitoj actually rightly pointed out the appointments are still with the LG. Right. right? So like Ahmadmi Party technically shouldn't have screamed about that because hmm. it 
technically has no control over it right hmm. um after that what happened is uh, with lieutenant jung who was before bajal uh, he started a delaying files Yeah. of mohalla clinics and other decisions that the council of ministers was taking yeah and the files were just lying and there for months and months and files were lying there and uh, so there was some sort of a confusion that unless the lg obviously signs off on it then you can't pass any anything right so uh, now what this has solved this judgment has solved is essentially that they have to communicate their decisions to the lg but don't have to wait for his approval exactly um so earlier the impression was that they have to take his approval to implement something now it is now it has been clarified that no council of ministers can take decisions on things except law and order police and land hmm. right which are under the central government still Uh, if the lieutenant general feels that they have taken a decision which is unconstitutional in nature, that is when he has to step in. Right. Otherwise, the council of ministers reigns. So he can't just sit on files. No, he can't. That that is essentially what happened. That is the clarification, as far as I understand, which the Supreme Court gave. So uh, I mean, I just find it um, uh, interesting that all this time, uh, of course, full disclosure, I have been a member of the IAC and. Uh, i was part of the secretariat that was running the campaign you know a lot of people were peloing gyan about how there is nothing wrong with the lg is doing yeah. you know it is perfectly fine it is arvin who doesn't know how to get along with him and this that and the other i really want to know which rock they are hiding under right now because one thing that it's clear on is that the supreme court has said that the lg was unnecessarily delaying decisions mm-hmm. it has it so has, yeah. um i i just think that's interesting not so many words but the, i think you know the uh, voices which were saying ki nahi koi galat nahi hua were also bolstered because of the delhi high court's decision which were, which happened before yes. this which actually gave the opposite judgment to what Correct. happened yesterday where where they said that the lg is supreme and hmm. technically is the executive head yes. and uh, the council yeah. of ministers has no executive powers sorry if i could just jump in yeah uh, okay i just few things you know uh, i just want to go back to when i was in parliament and i was uh, covering something on pollution and uh, the environment minister harshvardhan actually made a very scathing remark and you know what he said he said that why is it that the ngt the national green tribunal passes orders that are unimplementable mm-hmm. okay he said that in parliament now the point here is that the supreme court with all due respect uh, has been slightly vague one hmm. because it has not made clear this crucial aspect that how do we interpret this now the language of a 535 page orders yeah uh, is is so complicated that hmm. both legal eagles of both sides are making different yeah, interpretations yeah exactly i saw that <laughs> that was very funny you know, both of them were pinning yeah, it, it own... is just, it is it is making life tougher and think about this nowhere in the order nowhere as i understand uh, and i'm I'll be full disclosure. I have not read every single word from all the interpretation of all my colleagues and all that we've managed to get together on and, and, and produce on this. There is not a single word of reprimand for the three and a half years of the loss of what mm. could have been for the people of Delhi, yeah. and that mm. was stalled by the LG. Yeah. And I don't understand how that can be the case. Now it's all about interpretation. This one key word is the real, you know, issue out here: interpretation. How is it that you can say that the LG has, and this is in the order? But the LG has no independent authority, and whatever comes to him, he has to send to the president. And also, he can't just send everything to the president. Yeah. Hmm. He has to be careful and choosy about what he sends yes. to the president for approval, or you know, uh, to turn around uh, from what the council of ministers of the Aam Aadmi Party say. So I'm just this is not this is just not I think what should be happening. This is just wrong. Right. 
Okay, I think it's also interesting how the Supreme Court in cases that involve, you know, some lesser people, which is not an LG versus chief minister, the courts have no hesitation in paloing gyan about this is immoral character <laughs> behavior and it is shocking that someone should behave like this. It is a disgrace to humanity type, yeah. you know, lectures they will give as part of judgments, yeah. not just general observation. <laughs> But yeah, when they uh, actually, fact, uh, uh, if I could, if I could read out this one line, yeah, uh, this is what the order says: the Lieutenant Governor and the Council of Ministers must attempt to settle any point of difference by ways of discussion and dialogue. Wow, yeah. I mean, we didn't know that. That's fascinating. Oh shit! So, I'm so sorry. They've ruled out that is just like ridiculous, man. Because you've been seeing for just in the last one month for nine days, the LG is in his house and right in his waiting room is Arvind Kejriwal sleeping there for nine discussion. days. Another one, you're, you're saying this. I, I have another line which I'll read out. <laughs> the difference of opinion between the lieutenant governor and the council of ministers should have a sound rationale and there should not be exposition of the phenomenon of an obstructionist but reflection of the philosophy of affir- affirmative constructionism and <laughs> profound sagacity and judiciousness. Now oh. what the hell does that even mean? Like it means back to school. <laughs> No, it's really, really sad. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I, yeah. I think the Supreme Court is is great because it has solved so many matters. But in situations like this, where the Delhi person, the Aam Aadmi, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I'm taking the word Aam Aadmi. I should say Mango person, <laughs> or common man. Uh, but really, yeah, I mean, what about them? Today you ask me, it's about perception. In perception, the Aam Aadmi Party has won the battle. In right. perception, right. And but otherwise, what has really happened? What has yeah, really so, changed? The so, only thing they can do is that they can they can now put forth their flagship schemes like that drop their delivery and all yeah, that and, exactly. and all that but, but, but other than that the things that they really want should happen will not happen even Parvin Kejival can go around thanking Mr. P. Chidamaram yesterday go to his house uh, but still but if I could just borrow Ravi Shastri's quote and just warp it a little bit it doesn't matter who won between AAP and LG, but the Delhi Delhiite lost. Lost. Yeah. So if I can go on to a related subject, which you know our listeners uh, in other places may say that what is this a Delhi podcast? <laughs> but I mean, it is important in the larger context of the implications it has all over the country and indeed all over the world. Is those of you who don't know context laying, uh, there's a redevelopment plan for much of Delhi uh, to. For housing for government uh, officials. So, Delhi, there are some very large colonies like Netaji Nagar, uh, Saroji Nagar, RK Puram, which have government housing. Mm. For, uh, I mean, some are for IS level, some are for, you know, the lower class two or three, what are they called? A or yeah. B and C or two or three. Okay. So, um, now there is on the ring road, one huge building has come up where they've used that, you know, space well. So, it's vertical. So, a lot more government housing mm. can, you know, be accommodated there. Now, in that, there was a proposal to cut down about 16,000 trees in Delhi. Okay. And those of you who've been watching the news, people came out on the streets, so they said, Delhi is green, cover will go. These are lungs and it is. Delhi is one of the most polluted cities. And the court uh, has intervened and said that, no, no more tree cutting will happen. In fact, it says... uh, The High Court has banned it. The High Court is banned and NGT is put on stage. Yeah. High Court is given what a separate judgment. What does it say? Yeah, it says... Further audits and, yeah. The, yeah. and the court, uh, the NGT has said that uh, Sorry. the 19th, I think, is the next hearing. In fact, uh, I'll just quote yeah. it. It says, Can Delhi afford cutting of trees for development of rows, roads and buildings? Unquote. 16,000 trees are supposed to be cut. So they have banned any tree cutting. Hmm. Now, I have, you know, passed that area often. Most of these government houses are two floors, which were made like 40, 50 years ago, with Delhi had enough space. 
and it's very inefficient use of space mm. you know where there should be parks there's just shrub and you know the jungle type kids also can't play there like thing is it's neither a park neither is it a drive away and it's it is just this half road half road has swallowed it so of course these need to be redone now they have broken down several of these blocks around netaji nagar and saroji nagar and if you go there you'll see the de- buildings have been demolished and many buildings around that have been evacuated the windows have been taken out doors have been, so they mm-hmm. cannot now those can only be built because when they raise those to the ground when the trees are cut because right. you know the trees right next to this and we don't have any fancy architect like you know the tree house resort in jaipur mm-hmm. where the houses are constructed in the way that the trees go through the houses <laughs> it's, which is also interesting yeah. so i'm just curious so what happens to this i mean i understand that trees are necessary so is that rubble just going to lie there forever now like it's not a solution no so the two things out here huh. uh, the first is that obviously one has to assume that uh, the good uh, sense of the authorities will prevail and they will remove that trouble i mean you can't be uh, stupid enough to think that that won't happen uh, one two the high court has said that wherever trees have been cut they need to be replaced with saplings hmm. no but that uh, was in any case part of the plan you know, that miss hardipuri has said for every yeah. tree that they cut they will plant 10 saplings but as pradeep kishan uh, that the, the, he wrote a piece that the rate of survival of you know trees hmm. is less than 10% so and that also they take 40 50 years to grow so that was one issue and even if they remove the rubble amitoj the mm-hmm. it's all these shells are there so what happens i mean, no one can live on in those buildings right so i think again uh, one will have to investigate this matter to understand who is really in charge of that particular area Uh, can the Amarni Party's MLA of the area go ahead and actually redevelop that area? No, that's urban like development. For example, no, that comes under the Amarni Party. Has done with flyovers, okay. under yeah, flyovers. That, you know that kind of a thing. Yeah, that, If that's not possible, and it, it comes under uh, you know the authorities and when I say municipal bodies, then then I'm not sure. Then we we'll yeah. have to further figure that out. No, it comes under urban development. It yeah. doesn't come it under. It comes under Puri. So that yeah. is so. I understand. Uh, you know the need to plant trees, but I was wondering, Meghna, the of you can't we have like a New York kind of model where you have one area, huge, mm-hmm. almost as big as just a city, where you have trees planted, and no matter how strong the builder lobby of New York is, mm-hmm. it has not been able to touch Central Park. Central Park, yeah. Central Park cannot be touched. Mm-hmm. But then you know, if you if you look at Delhi right now. there are places like deer park sure yeah which is giant in itself there's mehroli archaeological park which is again sanjay huge. sanjay van yeah uh, areas around kutub minar hmm. which if you count the whole expanse from there to there if you count that as say a central park and develop hmm. it as a unified location hmm. then i think that idea would be great you know like for you can't touch it builders can't encroach on it if there are illegal encroachments those should be removed hmm. simply put right you know yeah, that and that then do what and then do what the hell you want to the rest of the city you know because yeah. then it works you I can mean, you can well i i would be more uh, interested in say having like pockets of you know expanses sure. rather than just like a central park sure because of, manhattan cannot grow after a point yeah, but they can and we are much bigger yeah, but yeah, what yeah. i'm saying is there need not be one yeah. you know you can have that vasant kun stretch yeah. you can have a huge forest next to those three hmm. malls which can't be touched so there are several such places where it's possible right but um uh, but for that you know there has to be because the thing is trees do not give returns in 5 years to the right. next election right. it takes 40 years for the right. tree to become as big as they are and the trees that they want to cut down are right now they have some 40 50 you see the size of those trees they're yeah, huge yeah. yeah so if you want to cut those trees down you got to wait 20 30 years first to plant in all these areas hmm. and then when you have these huge green areas come up 
then I guess people won't mind if you cut those trees. And if you look at central Delhi, mm-hmm. uh, so oh, this is interesting. Uh, have you ever seen the pollution map in Delhi? Like the they have yeah. like these readings, right? Yeah. Central Delhi is always in green, mm-hmm. like literally like in the bang in the center. It's always green. It's not as bad as Arke Puram yeah. and the Shahadat. You know, actually, actually, sorry. Uh, since pollution is one of my beats, and I've covered it very intensively. You're right. It is way better than, let's say, Anand Vihar, which is the most polluted area of Delhi consistently. But there have been times when Lodi Garden has been more polluted than even Anand Vihar. Really? Yeah, so, yeah. And, and I remember yeah, that. So I, it, I don't know if that was your I report. That, I, I think I think there's three points here. If I could go ahead, the first is that the media did not wake up to this story. It was the people. Hmm. The people woke up to this story and they took to the streets. And only when the matter went viral online on social media. is when the media side waking up to it and this is all across our channels including my own yeah uh why because perhaps it was too delhi centric a story so that's why but anyway after that like this podcast is becoming hmm. once the court came into the matter they had a situation where trees were still being cut there was one instance where i remember doing a uh, uh, i was anchoring the news and uh, we went to my colleague sukriti uh, i think it was and she went and, and she was standing where trees were still being cut the court has said no cutting hmm. but somehow that communication didn't reach the authorities and they went there and cut some <laughs> 100 trees or so and then after that you are expecting that because the courts are on holiday uh, this is going to be you know there's going to be a void and nobody's going to really know what happens and people continue to protest i think with the pollution that has been there uh, with recent development with the world health organization made it very clear that 14 of the top 20 worst cities in terms of pollution of the world come from india that be amongst them It's just shocking that the people have to, you know, go ahead and do this. You can't afford yeah. to cut trees. Figure a way out. It's yeah. just the way it is. Uh, our pollution levels are horrific. It is. It is not a joke, and this is not an exaggeration. Yet it cannot be proven. One person who has made an estimation in a wild way, perhaps, and is unbelievable, but said that a child growing in Delhi, hmm. by the time the child reaches five, has already smoked ten thousand cigarettes. And this is. I mean, there's no way to prove this, but this is one estimation, and that's yeah. just. I mean, and we're cutting trees, and we're cutting sixteen hundred, fourteen hundred, seventeen hundred. However, many we are cutting, hmm. it's just not on. Yep, absolutely. Hmm. And another, uh, for instance, another parallel we can draw with this is the sort of the RA colony in Bombay. You know, like the uh, you know the case, the RA case. Mm-hmm. So there also, like uh, even the citizens woke up there as well, right? You know, like the they wanted to take over a portion of that land where. tribals live and there is a lot of giant forested area there in ra colony hmm. and right beside that and uh, the citizens of that colony woke up like the urban people woke up and they were like why are you doing this why are you taking over this land and they've they've been agitating for a while now well at least it leads to results i think that's very encouraging yeah. that in a very quick time that that agitation has led to a firm action so that's great i have a couple of emails that i'd like to read this one is from dhiraj it says hi bhanan thanks very much for the reply on hafta Guess till Anand Vardhan replies with the decency quote. I would have said I agree to disagree, Abhinandan. But the, when the debate extended to your experience as a kid, I was happy that you were almost on the same page since I was not aware completely of the restaurant's reasoning. I would suggest making a point of societal limits. I don't agree completely. More clear in your article. Thanks. Regards, Dheeraj. This is uh, for those of you who didn't listen to last week's hafta. was uh, this debate about whether that lady uh, san uh, that um, hakabi sanders should have been asked to leave the restaurant and whether the restaurant was right in asking her to leave the restaurant um i wrote a piece on that and we kind of disagreed but kind of agreed with dheeraj so thank you dheeraj uh, also as many of you know mufat khurs was listening in only subscribers 
Males are read out now. So, uh, non-subscribers, I'm sorry. You have to subscribe to have your voice heard. And uh, this email is from Arvind Nangalia. Nangalia. Hi, this is Arvind Nangalia, a computer engineer from Surat. Firstly, I have finally subscribed after listening to 150 Haftas, all charchas, almost all news laundry interviews. Can you take it on YouTube, Constitution Season 1 and Media Rumble? I wonder if this is a record wow. for news laundry, <laughs> Mufat Khori. Thank you. Yeah, after all that, you finally subscribed. Arvind, there I hai. And why did I subscribe? Ironically, not for Hafta, but for reporters without orders. Oh, wow. Okay, nice. Nice. Well done. Thank you. Also, Rahul Roshan did a Twitter survey. Uh, he's given Twitter tweet ID. Oh, I think he's that, that guy. the guy yeah, who yeah. Uh, founded fake news, uh, whatever, faking yeah. news. Yeah. And yeah, who runs uh, Op India. I think he's uh, basically, his, his mastery is at Twitter trolling, but in which 76% of the participants were happy if journalism as profession ended. I was tempted to remark what an opposition MOOC than journalist MOOC democracy would be called, but refrained. I don't have any advice or recommendations, but I have a demand. Please bring one Muslim liberal and one sensible Muslim conservative on your hafta as guests to discuss their views on the current topics related to religious intolerance, both within the majority Hindus and also within Islam. If no name comes to mind, maybe the Muslim liberal can be a lady petitioner against triple talaq. And if you're unwilling to bring a Muslim conservative on hafta, kindly conduct an interview, please. But the interview should only be conducted by Abhinand Sekri, who for me is the ideal Indian classic liberal, and he can cut through the bullshit and spin thrown subtly by conservatives. <laughs> Dear Madhu Madam, I'm a huge fan of yours with Abhinand Sekri. I think News Laundry is in safe hands and looking at a long innings. I have a, the rest of the regular team too. I love the rest of the regular team too. Thanks, Arvind Nangalia. Thank you, Arvind. Thank you so much for your subscription and your kind words. You can see my interview with uh, the, I think he's the chairman, but he's uh, the president of the jamaat islami It's an I agree. Uh, the link will be below. Uh, he was a polite, I won't say necessarily sensible, but at least civil and decent person, uh, a Muslim conservative. They have some very regressive views on what society should be like and on how important Sharia and other stuff is. But yes, I'll try to do more. Uh, thank you for those kind words. Now, if I could move on to the next, uh, if just you could start on this. Yeah. You know uh, what happened in um, Orissa? Hmm. Um, sorry, you want you want to talk about something else? This Orissa only, right? Uh, what the the the, 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 the president's visit? Oh yeah, yeah you had correct. said so. Again, context setting. An Odisha Daily had uh, put out news that the president of India, who does not belong to the empowered communities, but to what are often referred to as backward communities, mm. was mistreated at the Jagannath Puri temple. Uh, an Odia daily carried it that was carried out then by pretty much every news agency and mm. every newspaper and news magazine and we carried an opinion piece based on that and uh, it appears that the president's office has denied that the Jagannath Trust has denied that mm. such a thing happened they said it was a breach of protocol yeah. where a security priest, protocol protocol yeah. where the priest tried to get too close to the president mm -hmm. which is not allowed but other than that no such insult happened now how did I have two questions and you know I don't know if anyone can shed light on this. Mm. Why did the president's office take four days in clarifying? Why did they let this news... Because it, was, it wasn't carried in one like yeah, minor... It, it was carried in pretty much every paper, every news portal, every news channel. I know. I, so here's the thing, right? So I, uh, I read that news article mm. and uh, I saw so many people basically commenting on it. This is atrocious, etc., etc., right? Uh, I also retweeted a few of, you know, like tweets because I also think that, you know, if mm. a president is not getting entry mm. into a temple, that's... Holy shit levels mm. craziness. Mm. Uh, 
um for because of caste right mm-hmm. of all things um having known puri having been there it's a very horrible place in a yes. way right? except for the excellent you know like the murti and all the you know the way it runs etc it's pretty madhu trehan has joined us hi madhu welcome hi, madhu ha please carry so but in a way how the priest run it the administration is absolutely crazy it's hmm. it's very bad right uh, and nothing against the puri jagannath god it himself hmm. right? um in 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 a situation like this as they Hi, I mean, these are the kind of people who would actually even exclude the president. I mean, they're that bad. So you work. I, I mean, actually believed it. It could happen. No, but my question is, why did it take four days yeah. for the president's office to clarify this? I know, right? So they I, let I this news the... carry on for four days. I'm just curious, why would someone want to do that? I, absolutely, and uh, like immediately there should be have been a clarification. Yeah, that this didn't happen. That and there's no such thing. Tweet, कर दो एक. ट्वीटिंग Uh, it, 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 the fact that they have not given a reasonable argument or answer for why they are taking so long uh, leaves us to do only one thing, which is speculate. So we're going to go ahead and do that. <laughs> uh, and if we're going to speculate, then let's take two two aspects to this and be fair. The first is that uh, they were figuring it out. They were thinking, oh no, what happened? Uh, there was a breach of security. There was a problem, whatever it was. Hmm. But we shouldn't let that be known. So let's do one thing. Let's say that it never happened. That's the first and the most. plausible uh, negative way of looking at this which is what most cynical indians would perhaps do the second way of looking at it at this is that hey wait you know why do we have to respond to every single report and uh, it took 3 days perhaps because that is how long it took for it to get viral and uh, questions to be started uh, the question started to be raised mm. as far as any tv is concerned i think we carried the denial mm. you know yeah. we carried we that carried the, the denial, president's yeah. office is denied that Correct. this ever happened so right. that's the point So I think they took that long hmm. because they were deciding whether it happened or not. <laughs> okay. Any anyway, Madhu's joined us. Hi Madhu Hello. and a lovely new haircut. Thank you. It really suits you. I think this look of yours is the best the short head empowered look that. Anyway, I read a mail earlier. Uh, I like yours too with the headband. Mine yeah I got a headband because my it's in the summer and the hair is all over my face. Uh, I already read a mail of a fan who said he loves the way you conduct interviews and your show. So um thank you that that we read so many thanks uh mother we had we uh, what we've discussed are two things so i just want your views quickly on that before we discuss the two that are left one is the delhi the tree cutting you want in town but 16000 trees yeah. to be cut and if you you know been via uh, uh, sarojini nagar you know uh, ina se when you take that left a few of those buildings have already been demolished and now const- they can't cut any more trees So uh, and those are huge, beautiful trees. You know, you've seen those trees. Um, so, how practical a solution is this for a city like Delhi? I mean, it's not a long-term solution because housing has to be created for government offices. And the second thing is the LG versus AAP. Um, do you think this kind of? Do you see this as a win for AAP, a win for the LG, or a loss for the city? I, your second question about the LG and AAP, I don't think. Although the 
court has passed an order mm. i don't think it is a long term solution mm. as far as mm. aap is concerned right. because aap's attitude in one sense Arvind Kejriwal has an advantage for not being a professional politician. Hmm. On the other it's a disadvantage because he really doesn't know that to get work done you do have to get along with people. Hmm. Sometimes with people who may be creating obstacles, but you still have to get along with them and somehow get your work done. Hmm. So he seems to forget the goal and gets carried away with their kitbit in between. Hmm. And that is a sort of a his old bureaucratic character coming out. Hmm. to prove that i am right hmm. and the dharna attitude and i find it absolutely unbelievable that somebody moves into someone's residence and sits on their sofas to do dharna <laughs> that is that is shocking hmm. so uh, the fact that he wasn't physically removed which i think he was hoping hmm. that would be that would be a huge for yeah, yeah. that yeah. was the first time that it but was, i think the government is smart enough to know that not to know that get, yeah. if you start lifting them bodily hmm. it'll create a big hangama hmm. so i think he was disappointed in that that they just let him sit hmm. and loll about and sisodia getting sick of course was an hmm. issue hmm. um but i think the main problem is that aap really has to learn that it's there always two reactions from arvind even when somebody slapped him janch kar lo hmm. now from an income tax officer janch kar lo janch kar lo when you're the chief minister doesn't really work is everything is not janch kar lo there has to be a more studied response and a careful response and the second thing is of course if you really believe in the future of delhi in fixing the pani water problems and all that you can't just be at loggerheads because although the court may have passed it there are million ways as you and i know that a bureaucrat can block which we just discussed yeah. so it hasn't but they but, can block it but on that i do my sympathy on this lies with aap because it's a fact that najib jang just sat on files i mean the non cooperation was from this guy's side it was clear they don't want to do anything because also you know because he's not a professional politician i think modi sees him as a very different way because he destroyed modi in delhi 67 out of 70 seats yeah but the thing is and that he should clear. be smart enough to understand that he should anticipate that they will block it so he mm. has to figure out tactics okay. on how to un- stop them from blocking it because instead of just being confrontational i think he has to rec- he has to use strategy which he doesn't seem to think of and and for instance he I shoots his mouth off too often as came about with you know all the accusations he made and then uh, during the uh, yeah and then corruption. having no proof of anything and then apologizing which i think was ridiculous like why uh, what is your credibility if you make these kind of accusations mm. without any proof and then apologize to everybody it's where, where is your credibility as a chief minister so he has to really rethink himself as what is his role how is he going to accomplish his goals and that i see is very short termed his is right. lacking foresight uh, yeah go ahead amitoj yeah sorry ma'am uh, amitoj yeah, i i madhu I, please I, no, not ma'am ma'am is in uh, madhu you have to call her madhu madhu ma'am is uh, sonia gandhi amitoj okay? you have to call her madhu Uh, oh, <laughs> Ma'am is Sonia Gandhi, uh, not me. Uh, I take your point about uh, his apology, but I just wanted to pick your brain on one thing because, of course, you could throw more light on this. Uh, my point here is that we do, I think, all agree uh, that bureaucracy in Delhi or India in general is slow. Um, it just acts in its own time. And what uh, Arvind Kejriwal and team perhaps were doing was to get them to work, you know, without having to butter them up and. in this situation diplomacy may be a very nice beautiful word to use but it doesn't get work done and that is what 
perhaps he's learned and he's trying to learn and you are saying that he should as as a leader of the Awami Party and Chief Minister Delhi he needs to you know bring to his personality to actually get work done but the question here is uh, whenever you are kind and whenever you are diplomatic things slow down and that's not his style and he's got work done faster for example on flyovers than most people have done in the past and correct me if I'm wrong so my question is that why do we have to be in a situation all the time where we have to actually appease these bureaucrats before we get work done from them? Well, first of all, I don't think that, as you said, the bureaucracy is slow. The bureaucracy is not okay. slow. It's obstructive. And that is the fact, of, fact that you have to deal with, that it is not slow. It is deliberate. It is, it is a planned approach the bureaucracy has where they will sit on a file deliberately. It's not slow because they have too much work. It's not slow because they're thinking about things. It's slow because let these guys learn a lesson. Let them let them stew. So the point is that a question of why should they butter them up? When I want to get something done, as my team knows, I will butter up. <laughs> I may think very lowly of the person as historically okay. has been okay. proven. Right. But I will just say what needs to be said to get my work done. Because my goal is what I want to accomplish. If I lose a little bit of ego with buttering somebody up, uh, yes, I'll do it. Yes, I do draw the line at crawling. I won't crawl. But I will, um, <laughs> I will uh, try to appease the person, reassure the person, and try to get my work done. And I think that it's dip diplomacy is not a good word. I think it's strategy. Mm. I'm not asking him to be diplomatic. I'm asking him to be strategic. Okay. Meghna, do you want to say something uh, on no, this? No, I, I absolutely agree with Madhu here because the thing is they have the ability to do this. They have worked with Venkaya Naidu before hmm. uh, to get like work done on, DC, on DTC buses. They have like the plots, they have launched new buses, etc. And for that, they had to have like direct dealings with Venkaya Naidu. And in parliament also, Venkaya Naidu said that they have been very cooperative. They also said even the central government has been cooperative. So it's not like they cannot do this. They cannot work with the central government. I think he just has a particular problem with a particular person. And I think he just wants to show that uh, in a way that uh, he is a victim of sorts. In, it works optic, you know, optics. Mm. It, and, I mean, it in fact, his well. entire rise has been yeah. a victim as a the victim. underdog. Yeah. Being, being. Um, and I think the other point here to uh, note, sure, there might be some level of vindictiveness coming from the central government as well. But at the end of the day, you have to figure out how to get work done. I mean, that's what governance is all about. That's what probably politicians should do, as Madhu said. I think I agree with her there. Hmm. I've, okay, uh, purely because of fundamentally, I see AAP as a different creature than other political parties. Unless they can shake the system to the core, I think they should disband. Hmm. I mean, it, I don't want Sheila Dikshit as a man. <laughs> you know, I don't want a male Sheila Dikshit. मतलब अगर यही करना था तो शीला कौन सी बुरी थी? Flyover बने, metro बनी, मतलब भद्द काम हुआ लेकिन हुआ ही ना। She keeps saying, देखो मैंने दिल्ली को क्या से क्या बना दिया, अक्षरधाम बन गया, पूरी flood plain दिल्ली की चली गई। अगर if AAP has to be relevant, if I mean what I see of them, they should shake the system from the foundation or they should wind up and go home. No, but exactly what they're doing, they're going to go for full statehood. Yeah, they're going to have a uh, you know, movement, and they've already begun that. I think that's what they're actually aiming at. Sheila wasn't bad. I mean, but no, but she accomplished a lot yeah, in so, terms of uh, transforming. The ACB Delhi. did nothing under her for 15 years. The Anti-Corruption Bureau did the 53 cops. Not a single case was filed. 
there were cobwebs in that thana so you know no, but you know uh, uh, arvind has double standards like when uh, many issues took place and he was in opposition and just forming the party and when sheila dikshit said the police are not under me mm. uh, he used the same phrase all right so and then fought to get the police under him it's a lot of it is uh, uh, there are clips going around of what modi said when he was in the opposition and what he's saying now which are contradictory hmm. a lot of it could be made on arvind also sure. that hmm. exactly the same thing that he's said certain things when he was not chief minister now he's saying the exact same thing sheila dikshit said now the thing of you're saying that he has to shake up the system i think there has to be that can't be the goal it can only be a means to a goal that if you shake up the system to achieve what so to make it better it is, or something yeah, specific no well mm. it has to be specific you shake up the system to make the bureaucrats more responsive or instantly responsive if there's no point in just sh- anyone can shake up the system as an anarchist but even an anarchist really should have an end goal i would think otherwise it's not beneficial mm. to anybody mm. shaking so up anybody that, can do question to Uh, we have seen the guests uh, here uh, and personalities. That why is it that this cannot be considered that um, the Lutyens area, you know, the area that is sensitive to security, and maybe any other area that they deem fit, mm. that should be within the centre's grasp, and the rest should be with Delhi, the people of Delhi who they voted for. Is that not a possibility? Is not that's not something that can be deliberated upon? I think that is a formula that has been, you know, often. This was, I think, the Washington kind of um, mm. Washington D.C. Yeah. kind of formula that where the White House is and the surrounding areas, you know, come under, uh, you know, uh, under the president and the rest, you know, come under the states. So, of course, I, and I think that that can be considered. I just don't think uh, that is even that is too radical for the way the system is right now. I, I think. Uh, so uh, I'd love to know what uh, what our uh, subscribers think of this. Do write in to us at contact at newslawny dot com and tell us what do you think AAP's positioning should be. Should they be um, you know a, a mild reformist party or should they go for bank or then wind up and go home? I'm just curious uh, of what our people think. So I want to get into the WhatsApp uh, lynchings, yeah. but before that, I have another mail to read. So the panel can just keep their thoughts ready for that. This is from Mohit. Mohit says. Hi Hafta team please listen to the show reporters or orders hosted by young reporters that discuss topics that may make the Hafta discussion more accurate for example on the Amit Shah related story on the bank deposits in the early days of demonetization Hafta discussion rambled into hypotheticals and conjectures where the calls were made from BJP to newspapers and whether it was foolish to do that on reporters or orders the guest reporter Siddharth Datta from IANS that is what news service Indian Asia news service what Indo- is the A stand for Asia news service pointed out relevant points pertaining to this issue he, he explicitly explicitly states that phone calls were made from the government to INS asking them to take down the story other methods of pressure by the BJP that are being carried out against INS were also pointed out in the podcast look forward to your episode every week thank you mohit appreciate that and uh, there's one more email from shipra i'll come to that later but first context setting uh, 
what there's a whatsapp message i don't know if there's the same whatsapp message but at least one article has claimed it is the same whatsapp message that is going around different parts of the country that is saying that their child lifters on the loose and they'll come near your village or town and pick up children and kidnap them and take them away it has led to lynchings in assam in tamil nadu in maharashtra and so far there are two numbers uh, there's a report i think in the uh, in, in the print that talks about 21 hmm. and there's one that talks about 19 but at least 19 people have been lynched and i'm talking about a mob beating them to death and i've seen dhruv rathi's video on this he hasn't morphed the face hmm. so you get the full shock of how horrible people are and these are people these are not politicians or cops who we you know this yeah. is just people like you and me who go into a mob and just bash the hell out of someone till they are dead and the government has pulled up uh, whatsapp whatsapp has i don't know you can tell mm. us what exactly they've said but it is not clear what they'll do about it or what they can do about it um i can so th- so that is the context of this this has become a big issue um madhu you know why don't you go first what do you think can be done about something like this i think is this something that we'll have to deal with till people get more sensible or more more uh, sensitive until civilization catches up with the rest of you know the neanderthals who got left behind and should we just accept this because nothing can be done about it or you think there's something that can be done i don't think we can um, accept I, I, it before please, before please. madhu starts can i just add to the context you hmm. asked about the message whether it's the same one Is or not it the not. same one yeah so there was this there's this reporter from bbc pakistan who has tweeted uh, called in the reporter is called sikandar karmani he found a video which is being circulated amongst whatsapp people is done by this charity who is fighting to save uh, abducted children yeah. in pakistan now the end message which is save children in karachi from getting has kidnapped has been cut off and only one portion where there is this mock thing about a or two adults going and hmm. lifting a child that is getting circulated everywhere along with photos hmm. you know like of random people they take pictures of um, like a car passing by and they they take a picture of the say the number plate and then that goes viral amidst the community and whenever they show up in the market or someone is talking to a child as it happened in uh, i think a sam hmm. uh, the mob pounces then because the context is this video plus the con- like you know new message etc and then it just goes crazy yeah no i think uh yeah so uh, it's a really distressing and complicated problem but i think that something must be done about it um to me whatsapp by itself has become like a lynch mob Hmm. itself the whole concept now when i look at it there's so much of fake news being forwarded to me and even fake i don't i really wonder about the mentality of the people or why they do it why somebody would go to the trouble of taking the pakistani it's actually an ad yeah. or a you know pr- proposal for donations uh, cut, take the time to edit it cut and paste and put their own images what do they get out of it is my question what is our moral character that gets so much satisfaction from doing something so terrible mm. and destructive that's one thing and secondly i find that people are as uh, this fellow dhruv rathi has said people are mindlessly hmm. forwarding, forwarding things completely yeah. mindlessly yeah. and the kind of things that i have responded to to people when i've gotten a, a whatsapp which i know is fake about say there was one going around which all of you must have seen about female journalists one is married to muslim husbands yeah, yeah, one is yeah. married to so and so and i 
responded to this person, a friend who had forwarded to me. I said, look, these are all friends of mine and I know these, all this is untrue. Why are you forwarding this without thinking? And he apologized. Now, there is one WhatsApp going around written as if my husband has written it. Hmm. Now, why would anyone do that? It's not a harmful one. Basically, it's a lengthy discourse on how after eating you should have a glass of warm water. Now, okay. yeah. it's not damaging in yeah. any sense. But uh, my husband is a busy heart surgeon. He's in surgery. I don't think he has the time to sit and create WhatsApp messages to tell people to, to drink, hot, drink hot water after each meal. But you wonder that why would anyone... My question is why? What is, mm. what is happening that at a time in the 40s and 50s, moral character was held up as... Uh, and uh, something to aspire to. Mm. Ideals were something that you were, it was ingrained mm. that you have to do things in a certain manner, in a certain way. And I think that that is a problem, whether it's related to women's safety, whether it's related to black money, whether it's related to people like Nira Modi and uh, Malia. It's really basically saying that our moral character, it's so acceptable to do these things. That is the problem, I think, the crux of it. And there is a video which has been, uh, which I've seen in a, a place in Africa where there was a huge, um, it, there were huge incidents of rape, especially amongst uh, young children. Hmm. And I think you've seen that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where they took action and started inculcating this in schools. Gender sensitization. Yes. And yeah. I think that is one thing what that is, is required. Needed, yeah. It's also required to sensitize people who for, just like we do it, say, for gender sensitization, you also have to make people aware of, the, sensitize them to the, to the impact of what their WhatsApp messages will do. So uh, rather than asking WhatsApp to control it, which is near impossible, hmm. I think the government would be fully authorized and supported to do propaganda on Doordarshan. It's, exactly. yeah. it's the highest watched, it's the highest circulation viewed channel. So they are the ones who should be, instead of putting out uh, stories on the achievements of, of, the, of the government hmm. and their policies and showing ribbon cutting by their ministers and all that which nobody believes this is their opportunity to even create a serial based on this that yeah. what is the damage fact, of, have, of whatsapp a, can do i have a view on this and why it's not happening but before i do that amitoj you were saying yeah okay i was saying a few things so <laughs> i wanted to say a few things i think the first thought that ma'am uh sorry, call Madhu. You, Madhu. Uh, you've been saying that why is this happening you can't fathom it and all that i think this is very clear. I've covered uh, social media for a while now. Hmm. Uh, stories like this, when I did the Punjab elections and I did the Gujarat elections, on the ground I was in the social media war rooms of the Congress because the BJP refused to allow us into the social media war room. But let me just say a few things. The first is that why does this happen? To answer that question, we have to understand 2014 elections, the way they happened, the movement of the Modi wave, etc. It was a WhatsApp movement. Hmm. It is well understood that in 2009, Narendra Modi joined Twitter. While in 2015, six years later, Rahul Gandhi joined Twitter. That's how far behind the Congress was on on the social media. Right. When they finally woke up to social media by bringing on Divya Pandana uh, as the social media head, it is at that time that they understood that they'll have to take the battle to the to the government to the to the BJP. 
and they, then they decide okay if things are going to get dirty let's just make them dirty so what do they do they made their own social media team but they are still far behind which is why in gujarat and in karnataka for example when amit shah reached karnataka when he was far behind on the politics of karnataka and the bjp was far behind he went and he made 5000 whatsapp group mm-hmm. 5000 whatsapp groups to start with and that's where the narrative of the elections began now to say what ravish is saying in a promo on ndtv which says that you know whenever there are riots don't assume that they just happen yeah there is a mechanism right behind that which right. is made to happen and similarly what is happening on social media is being made to happen there are people who are basically not just on whatsapp remember but also on facebook and other social media sites that are sitting in one war room of each political party and in different departments there's a whatsapp department there's a facebook department there's a blah blah department they are yeah. actually constructing messages to hmm. actually win over the voter or to actually they identify and somebody who's worked on the recent elections shivam his name is yeah. he's somebody who's worked with the bjp he has basically said that yes there is a very clear understanding that we identify those kind of voters who are either on the bjp side are on the fringe or are with the congress and we target them with the targeted messages that's one second is you talked about social media right now today this morning on our show we said that the social media teams of the congress met rahul gandhi because the congress tweeted about it look at the tweet today and amit shah met the social media team of the bjp in up yeah. and our story was we reflected on just this that they are going to up and they are meeting the social media teams think about it for 2019 yeah. they're not meeting anyone else they're meeting the social media teams because it's by far the big thing and that is what big data was all about in that cambridge analytica story which by the way uh, was covered so extensively but people didn't understand it because nobody really broke it down hmm. for them as for what whatsapp is saying whatsapp is saying that well you know it's tough for us blah 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 but they're saying we'll give you 50000 us dollars which by the way is 34 lakhs so if any one of you have any ideas go ahead and they'll give you that money to actually stop this menace but remember mm. it's facebook that is behind whatsapp facebook yeah. owns whatsapp yeah. so let's not forget that it is actually all started it all started on facebook and it continues on facebook we refer to whatsapp more it cannot be stopped but there is one person who is an example an ips officer who we ran a story about yesterday in the south uh you know what the person did that she started a campaign of awareness in her own locality so yeah. what happened was that in and around her locality there was no whatsapp rumor lynching kind of death but outside of her locality where awareness did not reach there were situations like that so this is you know this is something that is going to happen and now it's become ugly because the congress has decided that with the appointment of a data analytics guy prashant I think it's Pravin Sir, Pravin Chakravarti. Hmm. They have made it clear that they are going to go head to head with the BJP. Let's hmm. see how it dirty it gets. And so, that's the sad story. It's going to get worse. So you know, I uh, have just two observations on this. One is that I don't think. I mean, WhatsApp can make these announcements of we'll give fifty lakhs or thirty thousand dollars or whatever. I don't think much can happen on that. If I were to talk about one thing, is that Ravish very long ago had done a, and I remember watching that monologue. that we are slowly being turned into mobs mobs yeah he's saying this is not a mob yep. of kill the muslim people in india are being turned into mobs that can be activated when they want something like triggered and, yeah and anything will trigger this mob hmm. and he was so right and so present kehte hain kya kehte hain present yeah. present ki he had said that this is the kind of anger and it's just bubbling for no reason ye bachcha aa raha hai chalo let's lynch this person this person looks different like that guy who's begging i'm an assamese he yeah. just has long hair with knotted hair he's a musician like kind of you know that uh, hmm. reggae king uh, hmm. what's his name um, bob marley bob marley looking guy and they just kill yeah, the rastafarian locks yeah so now what can be done now i'm not saying news laundry has this huge power but even we had seen how dangerous is and madhu has her last clothes line which is usually hmm. aimed at taking digs at 
news organizations was talking about Fake WhatsApp news. awareness that be and I was so glad to see that I'm on an all boys uh, football group as is Amitoj we all have <laughs> some of the jokes that come on those groups are just inappropriate and I was so glad to see people you know someone made oh my god Belgium just raped um, hmm. who did they beat uh, Japan uh, before Japan they beat someone Japan. So one of the other guys said, uh, "I don't Panama think." Or Tunisia, Tunisia, I think. Tunisia. I don't think the word rape should, is is an appropriate usage. Uh, mm. I think we should not use words like that when describing football and mm. such. This is in very poor taste. And I couldn't have believed anyone do that five seven years later, you know, uh, five seven years earlier. So we did what we could through our clothesline, which has maybe a you know a few dozen thousand hits. The prime minister has monkey bath, mm. where he talks nonsense week after week, month after month. You know why he will not take up WhatsApp and fake news as, and he has a theme for every monkey bath. This time it's about Swach. Hmm. This time it's about how cool I am. This time it's about how wonderful I am. This time it's about how poor I was. He will never take it up that WhatsApp don't trust because that is their tool. Tool, yeah. He wins because of that, and he can take that up. And his one monkey bath can cause. But, but one sec, one sec. Uh, sorry, you know, let's be very clear on this. While it is his tool. It is now also every single political party's tool. Absolutely, but every single yes. political party doesn't have the monkey bath. That, for example, everybody uses social media as as did Obama. But what social media did for Trump, it did not do for Obama. Because typically, and there's a pure research about this. Typically, the kind of people who do believe stuff like this or are in echo chambers and only have one content consumption. Are from the right of centre, and we, I think, quoted and BJP is way ahead, as yeah, uh, Amitosh ma- mentioned, that uh, is way ahead in terms of they have armies. Yeah. So why would he not do a monkey bath and don't believe what you hear on WhatsApp? Because if he says that, then you'll say okay. So then next no, time, <laughs> forget that he is following, and others in the forty-one ministers, yeah. forty-one ministers of the BJP are following thrones. I mean, yeah. and I just want to you know recap one thing. Uh, because this is, if you guys, if, if if we all, you know, belittle this and reduce it to just a simple WhatsApp message, it is not. It is a very, it is big data. It is scientifically engineered to actually change our mindset, to brainwash us into believing one way or the other. Let me go back to a story that I broke, where I got a document, the actual document of uh, what the Cambridge Analytica team had presented uh, Rahul Gandhi. And, oh, I remember and the likes of that. I had broken that story. Where I had the document with me. In that document, it was said very clearly that we will go out there and through WhatsApp and Facebook. Yeah. Engineer thoughts that mm. would change the mindsets of the people. I mean, how? I mean, and the problem is the voter doesn't even know it's happening to them. But yeah. although I will say, I'm, I think Cambridge Analytica was overstating what they could achieve, like any good company. <laughs> but, but quickly on this, some th- closing thoughts. Then I want to yeah. get through SIM and then wind up. Um, mm. So uh, I, I have a few quick thoughts on uh, what what uh, you said. Uh, this notion about WhatsApp not being able to do anything, I also thought that they won't be because what WhatsApp said was that their messages are encrypted. So even they can't read it, right? right? So, but this notion about uh, WhatsApp not being able to do anything, I think that's by design. Hmm. You know, like because they want to like also hmm. skirt responsibility. Facebook has done this with Cambridge Analytica. Hmm. Facebook is doing the same thing with WhatsApp, right? Hmm. So let's not get let them get away with this, hmm. right? Because uh, very real life implications. Like for instance, after this whole. Cambridge Analytica thing and GDPR and everything, they had to put in privacy policy in place, 
where now you can like every website you go to they are like these are the websites your data is going to that happened all websites had to do it with whatsapp uh, and i would recommend this piece by nikhil pawa in media nama about what can we do with whatsapp and fake news it's very interesting like why can't there be like public and private messages on whatsapp where if you forward a message forwarding is the problem that's how it spreads the original author's name is still there right which is embedded in that message that this person has created it and then it gets forwarded so that even authorities or whoever wants to uh, trace it back they can go back to that person right they can't they shouldn't share the mobile numbers but there should be like an id given to us like a mo- uh, like an email address or something which is an identification for that person right the second thing i think that can be done here and which would be on a very decentralized level and i think amitoj also mentioned this uh, ips officer who did it in the south why not every police station have a number where these rumors can be forwarded and they can start a counter speech right right there where they can start a counter that is rumor. not a whatsapp that the establishment can establishment do establishment can sure. do it so basically whatsapp number can be spread around the community the community if it sees like something suspicious or a rumor or a fake news just rumor specifically they can forward it to that number and the police station will respond with counter speech which can also spread now counter speech is one thing that is not explored much what it essentially means is that if there is a large amount of fake news and propaganda and hateful messaging going on parallelly there should be efforts to also counter that like counter that speech into positive messaging and uh, you know busting myths and etc so i think that there needs to be investment on that a little bit and thought into that i think i think you touch upon and nikhil touch touches upon the most important element of what gives power to these messages hmm. whether it's on facebook twitter and i include twitter and whatsapp three of them is the anonymity right it's the anonymity that really makes gives people the power to say anything without accountability the minute there is an id uh, declared people are a little bit more careful careful yeah so uh, in facebook it's a little bit better because yeah. there are ids but then people have created fake ids also on facebook but i think that that is the crucial point that if you remove the anonymity then people will automatically become responsible because their name is on it uh i one distinction i want to make what facebook did with cambridge analytica it wasn't benign it was an active participation yes, or actively absolutely. giving information absolutely. whatsapp is not the same deal i think whatsapp see if you see the creator of whatsapp the whole idea was that end to end encryption that no one can be able to hack into your may, uh, you know messages no one can read those i mean just first thoughts maybe we'll have a longer discussion no. this in in the future Sorry. but uh, yeah one second mitoj uh, is yeah. that they um, i think it i i understand that that may solve this problem but i'm not so convinced because fundamentally i do think privacy and anonymity i mean if i send you something and the police catch you for something else hmm. you know though that message was never meant for someone it was meant for you so that's p2p right yeah no but what i'm saying is if you forward it right or if let's say i send you a message you forward it to madhu hmm. and madhu's caught by the police for <laughs> whatever reason thank yeah. you <laughs> that message was only for you uh, what i'm saying is i think it could fundamentally it it could compromise liberty i don't think so it's as simple with, with as i'd like to ask a question of yeah. megnat that the policy of whatsapp maintaining uh, encryption to theek hai it's a big plus but why is there this policy of anonymity support 
Hmm. So I think you know one one thing we have to understand, and I think he touched upon that point. So for instance, if he's sending a message to me, which is a P two P thing, hmm. which is person to person, and uh, if for instance on Facebook this happens when when I change my privacy setting to just friends, I can't share it anymore. I can't forward it anymore. I can't spread it anymore. Only my friends can see it, which is essentially P two P. If it's a public post, then other people can share it, but with my author's name on top, right? With with WhatsApp, for instance, what happens is uh, this anonymity, as we mentioned it. What hap? So if I write a text, right? You just copy paste it and then forward it. right and without my name there so that's essentially you spreading the forward with whatsapp what needs to happen is a uh, public versus private so if it's like a p2p thing it can't be shared it can't be forwarded it can be locked but with a public sort of thing where Then groups may you are sharing something that's, that can be forwarded that that yeah but that will have the author's name that will sure. be the responsibility so in case of anonymity like i think i understand why anonymity is important also when, when for instance if we are if there is an oppressive regime yeah. in place uh, in the liber- it's for, yeah. it's it's to protect in the worst yeah. case scenario sorry uh, amitoj you were saying something before i move on yeah 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 so basically i think uh, you guys are you know perfectly on the right path i think anonymity is a big issue however i think on Institutionally, policy-wise, and basic uh, business sense would suggest that neither Facebook or WhatsApp would agree to removing anonymity because, at the end of the day, if you remove anonymity, you you will remove freedom of speech because those people. Let's not forget there are many people uh, who have voiced their opinion uh, while not being anonymous and have suffered the consequences of that. Gauri Lankesh being one of them, for example. Mm. So. I think let's remember that the issue is anonymity, and that perhaps can be tried as an experiment and may work. And just like uh, Twitter started uh, using more than one forty characters, they should try this also. Cool. But I think the, here's the issue: that silence is emboldening this entire community of people who are trolls or people who are spreading fake news. And the silence is with. I'll just say one thing: if Sushma Swaraj, your external affairs minister, mm. can be abused. for a, hmm. a decision she takes as the external affairs minister hmm. why is it that narendra modi the prime minister of the country cannot retweet to that particular abuse and say what the hell bro hmm. why can't that happen that's that what i'm saying once, he will not do that because that's his base that is what makes him win i know but why is it that that is so difficult for people to understand and read and and still not understand the, the entire mechanism the strategy the way election campaigns are being you know manipulated you don't even know who you're voting for and why you're voting for them because you've been fed with such nonsense over the past few months before the elections i mean take a look at the example of what happened in in gujarat i mean at the end of the day i was there and you know what was the biggest thing vikas has gone crazy that is what was trending matlab i mean vikas gando thayo che Right, Vikas has gone crazy, crazy because yeah. he kept talking about development, but the people in Gujarat also understood eventually, and and he said, you know, Vikas has gone crazy because you can't say that this, all this has happened when actually it hasn't happened, and that is what was happening. Yeah, I see. Interesting. Like, okay. Yeah, so I have one quick email. Then uh, quickly, you had someone to say on the national uh, register for citizens, and uh, then everyone can give their recommendations. We can wind up. The email is from Shipra. Shipra says hi Hafta team I'm a subscriber for more than 2 years currently I live in Washington DC and Hafta is my conduit to home just some views regarding emergency publicity blitzkrieg I believe that the BJP wants to cast emergency in the place of freedom movement as it has no contribution to speak of in it I recently read that the EPFO that is the employee provident fund has revised its numbers of new accounts added 
which the current government touted as proof of new jobs created would love to read a piece or some discussion on it okay maybe we should ask a wake call to write a piece on that regarding the passport row i believe that due to trust deficit of the government towards the citizen we had we have archaic policies due to such policies citizens indulge in nefarious activities to hide step government regulation to side sorry to side step government regulation thus resulting in a vicious circle i think hafta would benefit from specialist panelists from the subscriber base as well the subscribers that were part of the me too episodes added greatly to the discussion regards shipra garg that's a great idea shipra in fact uh, you know what um, subscribers listen to it uh, if you can just email uh, me at abhinandan.sekhri@gmail.com with your area of specialization karthik can add that to a database and if we are talking about any of those areas because we have some really educated and smart subscribers so we can include you guys so please write abhinandan.sekhri@gmail.com and also contact at newslawney.com please put the title of this subscriber expert so whatever is your area of expertise and your you know uh, degrees or experience around that just put that uh, market to both karthik and me and uh, let's take this up i think that's a great idea shipra thank you for your mail so uh, yeah i have nothing more to add on this national registry uh, registry for citizens, for citizens. but in assam again in the only place in the country where it's creating some shindi yeah so uh, it's it's quite uh, bizarre actually but uh, from a policy angle and from you know from how media has been sort of just context for those who didn't listen to the earlier yeah. podcast what so is it and that's essentially what i'm going to do i'm going to give context and that's it um so wh- what happens what happened is that in the uh, 19 1985 1985 actually after the nalli riots of uh, assam uh where uh, which were sparked because there was this uh, belief that uh, bangladeshis were in the majority versus the assamese citizens who were in the minority thanks to indira gandhi right uh, there was this national register for citizens that was created which said that till 1971 march which is the bangladesh uh, war from 1951 Sorry, to 19 uh, he has to go back to work amit ho jano you need to run so thank you for joining us yeah yeah, yeah. thanks thanks so much uh, for that uh, unfortunately i have to go anchor a bulletin so yes please yeah, go yeah. anchor the bulletin uh, but yeah this is a really riveting conversation folks and uh, i'll take you i'll take you on once again uh, on the football field abhinandan done we we have a tournament coming up in july so uh, how much interest is there in india watching the football match how much interest in india watching football madhus asking amitoj uh, sorry what did you say how much interest is there in india on watching the football world cup how oh, it's it? massive it's huge in fact i've done two shows i interviewed sunil chetri uh biking bootia and i went to uh, where we play the football by the way at nandan uh, the plaza farm in chatterpur right. recently to do a show uh, i just want to tell everyone uh, perhaps a discussion uh, that you guys want to might want to take over at the same time while the world cup is ongoing there's a huge interest uh, especially especially with england reaching as far as it has because the majority of indians follow english premier league right uh, at the same time the indian olympic association has decided that the under 23 team with three senior players Uh, that is supposed to go to the asian games uh, sh- will not be going to the asian games the indian football team simply because they don't have the money for it and they don't think actually they have the money for it but they don't think they'll be a, they'll be medal winners because they won't be but how can you not send them and at the same time you know the world cup is ongoing so i don't see how uh, wow, football is going to progress in this country at this point i want to leave you guys with that thought all right thanks amitoj bye bye have a good bulletin thank you thank you thank you okay so the uh, 
the national register of citizens basically was set up in 85 which said that uh, all the people who were in assam electoral rolls till 1971 march will mm. be a part of this register and everyone else who comes after that and is not on the uh, electoral roll mm. are illegal migrants mm. right so that was 85 and what uh, bjp has done is it's updating that list right hmm. so in in uh, the supreme court has ordered it and that list is being updated hmm. now the problem there is uh, there are 3.29 crore applicants for the to enter the national uh, register of citizens in assam uh, the first list which was published in december 2017 had 1.9 crore people right hmm. out of which 1. 1.5 lakh people have been excluded so they are already living in india they have not been included in the register because there are some errors right the error is really funny the error is they have to uh, have these things called uh, legacy data codes right like the the simply put when the electoral rolls were put in in 1971 they were all digitized and every person was given a code right so that citizen is now assamese and they have a legacy code so their descendants will be using that code to become assamese as citizen, well and prove right, that they right. are not foreign nationals hmm. now a lot of people uh, what they're doing is they are giving these legacy codes from somewhere they're taking it and now if a person who had the original legacy code ancestor is dead he had two children but suddenly has six right so oh. yeah so now they have to weed out these fakes but the problem is that if in cases what has happened is there are four people who have given the same legacy code one is a genuine guy the three gang up saying he is not genuine <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so it's incredibly complex <laughs> it's incredibly complex because the dad is Talk dead or the, the mother is dead to creating a new problem for themselves I which know. never should have the political class but, but oh but it goes gets worse right okay. because now 1.15 lakh people are excluded in the first list what are you going to do with them are you going to deport them are you going to put them in detention camps bangladesh ke sath koi treaty hai nahi bangladesh is not taking them back are you going to keep them in some no man's land how are they going to put them in detention camps right now there are some 75 people in de- detention camps because of this right like illegal immigrants or whatever rest mostly they are sent to bangladesh etc but 1.15 lakh people in the first list we don't know how many there will be in the second list right because it is like 3.29 mm. crore people right that that is the problem the other thing is uh, there are exclusion errors right where data Someone entry jo legacy kiya tha wo galat tha to matlab wo source hi galat hai matlab source hi galat tha so now people are saying ki bhai i have been living here for ages ab tum na pachhao kya yeah. right? in fact yeah stuff like this happen yeah. to prove you are alive you know people have been asked to prove they are alive right. anyways so that is the context uh, of this one one more little thing that is happening uh, which the bjp has created for itself they have started this bill introduced this bill called uh, citizenship amendment so bill. basically if you are a hindu you get citizenship uh, sorry if you are uh, anyone but muslim <laughs> anyone but muslim from bangladesh afghanistan and pakistan hmm. my minority from hmm. there hmm. you get citizenship now people in assam from bangladesh who are hindus have come there and they've said ki humko chahiye like because this is a proposed law but now they are not in the nrc 
because one policy is saying you have to be there before 1971 and the other policy other is come policy ban jao saying tum ban jao so now that is an additional confusion that has been added to this so basically it's a mess it might lead to violence because now it already instance, has led to violence it has led to violence now if for instance i think it's a film for um, <laughs> who's the guy who made uh, stanley kubrick no hi hi haider उसमें So the next list will come a, in and it's, it's a very it's, tricky situation. This is why leaders there. have to be visionaries. They have to be able to see 10 yeah. years in the future, not yeah. just 10 months and 10 weeks. Crazy. Anyway, so on that note, let's have the recommendations. Before that, a quick plug of the Media Rumble. The Media Rumble is back. In the second edition, we bring together news professionals, policy makers, investors, tech innovators from all over the world. It's where we discuss the future of news. It's where we talk about all facets of the news ecosystem. This year we are set to make the Media Rumble Asia's premier media forum. There'll be professionals from some of the world's leading news organizations. Master classes on data journalism, on animation, illustration, storytelling. A convoy of 14 international speakers, filmmakers, satirists all under one roof. Come Rumble at the Media Rumble, August 3rd and August 4th, 2018 at India Habitat Center, New Delhi. Entry is free for our News Laundry subscribers and Mufat Khors register now. Seats are filling up fast, so log on to www.themediarumble.com. See you there. And those of you who want to come, you can also catch Meghnad's session on covering Parliament. Yes, please do come. Yes, we'll have a lot of fun. I won't give any gyan, just just know, like some Parliament. tips and tricks tips and that tricks. I've learned over time. <laughs> yes, Madhu, your recommendations for the week? My recommendations are uh, this Netflix um, series called Fauda. he like he said in an interview the writer he says yes we show the bad guys but we also show that the bad guys have families they have love stories they have children and so when they do all that they do they also have a human side to it so in some sense they found that this series has made both sides view each other As a little humans. differently yeah mm. So that has been it's it's really binge watching. It's fantastic. Two seasons are out. I think the third season is out next year. I'll watch that. And the other one that I would recommend is um, Shankar Sh- Shankar Saran's Thakur's Thakur. thing on the emergency. Uh, that's a really good piece. Okay, this and is for the Telegraph he writes. Uh, we just the link is below. Oh uh, yeah, yeah the, I, I read that. It's very good. Like it's the a really good piece. piece yeah. And I think also it it reminds. people i think that when people ask journalists or judges or whoever's in the 
free of the emergency what did you do to stand up for the emergency i think what people forget is the 99% of the people did nothing including mm. the people who are listening your parents mm. and your grandparents mm. nobody did anything and most of the time you heard ye acha hai because buses are on time trains ye are ho raha hai trains are on time people are getting to work on time so people were feeling the the efficiency and corruption was supposedly down so the main part of that is that it happened because 99% of the people were quiet hmm so it's not the silence what was that quote it is not the it is a silence of a friend it's a few that, people doing nothing yeah your recommendation uh so i would like to plug my series which i'm doing currently for news laundry uh, i'm doing a series of basically a three part series on uh, the many overtures that have been done by the modi government on parliament hmm. and how it has systematically made parliament irrelevant so i've been recalling all the events since 2014 till date uh, about how little by little piece by piece they have been literally destroying parliament so can i ask megna yeah. the question yeah. megna what do you think of uh, the prime minister's latest moves on uh, the farm farmers on agriculture so i haven't really and the prices and you know it's all being geared to the 2019 yeah. elections They've, the minimum paddy the minimum msp has, yeah. been, MSP has been increased so us. one i would like to know from an economist how effective it is and how is it beneficial to the farmers at all and is there a long term solution for the farmers mm. so i i as That's far as article waiting to be maybe written, we should right? get vivek on this or maybe we should get him on the hafta that's a great idea madam the msp thing needs to be discussed in detail i think yeah. you know it should probably take it up but uh, as far as i've uh, uh, understood you know msp as far as i've understood uh, the thing is that you know the the only reason why msp exists is if if say you know the crop does not do well the government buys out that crop hmm. it's a minimum support a minimum price. support price right um and that rarely happens you know like uh, like for instance they had put in a law last session where mostly all the msps can now be set by the central government right mm. earlier it was a state subject but now it can be set by the central government so they are centralizing that power as well and i think that is a gear move to gear up to the, towards the 2019 elections but it may not be a better solution than it can't be a better solution because you have to increase the income of farmers you have to make take moves towards also increasing their you know their share their also profitability etc to be a problem if one is you've purchased it for msp to you need a you know backward integration of also warehouses hmm cuz aap kharidoge rakhoge ka matlab tomatoes you know protest mein aa sad jate hain wahan sade hue hain you know and then there's also the problem of people hoarding waiting for the prices to go up and there've been many years where people tell many news programs have shown in in their stories where they've seen Uh, produce just shorting mm. yeah, exactly. and waiting for mm. and then throwing it away or burning it yeah. while so, people are so, hungry so, so uh, one thing we are doing is uh, we have a episode dedicated specifically to subsidies in constitution yes in constitution uh, season 2 there'll be one episode dedicated to this so do so, check it out so to answer madhu's question once we do all the research i'll share the link with you <laughs> okay thank you <laughs> any other recommendation you have um so one recommendation i have i've been watching this series called the staircase on uh, Netflix it's a documentary hmm. uh, it's it's quite good where it's about this author who allegedly killed his wife 
married and four sisters somebody else has done that also but the cost and then yes. it comes out as one film yeah. and takes you 20 years and that's yeah. a documentary filmmaking is a real it's a labor of love right. one more recommendation is watch oceans 8 it's brilliant no really yeah it's actually really good i loved it i okay. saw it last week um, the thing is that with oceans movies you're like you expect like a big plot twist or whatever here it's quite predictable like the whole plot line is that very is predictable fun. it's very smooth very less conflict but the characters are so beautifully built up the eight women who pull off that heist hmm. it's very nice it's a very lovely so you watch. had a problem with sanju the film yeah yeah huge i in the podcast i've ranted about it yeah You saw so, Sanju? Yeah, yeah, I did. I saw Sanju. I definitely would recommend you it. You gave money to that crap. You yeah, would yeah. recommend it? You wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, yeah. I'd recommend it in the sense, okay, that they care that how not to do stuff. It's yeah. I mean, it, it is just so silly and I, I, I'm not saying it's It's, it's doing well in the box office. Yeah, it's doing very well. I, I'm not understanding from the point of view of the <laughs> politics <laughs> of the film ki bhai, you know, kissing, you know, sucking up to Sanju and you know, even as a film that you're putting as a biopic, there has to be some kind of this thing to facts you know you can't create a new character mm. your character should look real because they are supposed to be real right i mean if your character is looking like a villain from a 70s hindi film then clearly it's not really i don't know i haven't seen the film but i have met sanju a couple of times and once i sat next to him in a plane mm. and there were uh, th- three seats there was me at the window and him in the middle and then his uh, lucky they travel with mm. their entourage and it was so funny because while they were doing all this machismo stuff with each other on the stewardesses passing comments in hindi under their breath ke isko to ye karenge they were so amazing with me hmm. like helping a little old lady they were constantly sanju was constantly like taking care of me it was hmm. uh, it was unusual hmm. okay. and uh, I, mean, i think that that's very much part of the character of dons you know that there's the rough gunda <laughs> side mm. and then they're really sweet with their mummies no, see i've everyone who i've spoken to who knows sanjay that speaks very highly of sanjay that that he's very sweet and all but he's the sweet, thing but is he's foolish but the thing is that i think when it comes to a one on one interaction with people of a certain power power yeah he like for example i think sanjay that like even the the people who drive my car of household help I was in the police station a few weeks ago uh, f- you know there were some issues with someone uh, in our colony uh, the help and it was each time I go to police station I'm reminded of how disgusting this entire institution is that I mean I don't have such disdain for any institution like I do for the police force so even I when the cop was shoving this guy around who lives in a basti his dignity kicked in and he did push back that you cannot just fuck around with me like this mm. and it wasn't because i was there i mean he would have done it anyway sanjay that 
टू कॉप्स इज सो सर्वाइल वन स्लैप एंड इज वेरी जी हजूर एंड अदरवाइज वेन ही इज ड्रंक एंड दिस इज वीडियो ऑफ हिम ऑन यूट्यूब यू नो अब्यूजिंग द प्रेस अब यू नो आई जस्ट फाइंड दैट डू यू डोंट फूल एनी वन यू डोंट फूल मी विद नाइस गाइड spiel i mean no but but i mean and there is this thing that there are many aspects to every personality and every aspect is real hmm. so if he is being sweet to someone that is a real Absolutely. sweetness so and if he is being a gunda hmm. he is that is also real True. so you know i mean uh, now that is what sanju no, sanju should have explored that is social not just showing him this beautiful wonderful person of the heart yeah, of gold yeah, yeah. that's not all there is to that true. that's the thing that that's what fauda does that it brings in the multidimensional personalities in this uh, israeli unit and the terrorists and they're not all one black or white and i don't think anyone on earth is there's always dark a dark side to Completely. people there's always which a which is what a biopic should be able to kind of yes share yeah. my recommendation for the week is actually something that i keep have been hopping on forever that the age of isms is over so npr planet money june has the birthdays of both adam smith and john minot keynes and they did this one podcast on who's more relevant today uh, as an economist in today's day neither. and age and neither and both hmm. in the sense you know both the hosts are you know saying that keynes is more relevant than saying smith is more relevant and i just think it's a must listen in 9 minutes it kind of encapsulates that why people who are still talking about socialism and communism or capitalism as these absolute monoliths that make us economy and society work it's now social so mediaism that's it also it's social media <laughs> social mediaism <laughs> and uh so and what I, is the name of this podcast it's called uh, happy birthday canes and smith on which it's on npr planet money okay and of course i highly recommend you register and enroll for the media rumble uh you will find it worth it we have uh, about 14 international speakers i think 16 now it's gone up to i think we have another two that have been added to the list we have a panel um that you will love which hopefully madhu will be doing and we are not going to tell you more about it uh that's not even on the website but the limited seats register entry is free only for subscribers so until then see you guys there thank you panel thank What's you what's the song oh yes sorry i forgot the song so the song i thought this time will go to the delhiites uh because we spent so much of uh, time, time focusing on delhi this is a delhi podcast it's a delhi podcast I sorry i oppose this <laughs> this this kind of delhi ki dadagiri and the this and the song is uh, from the movie delhi it's no it's it's basically dedicated to delhiites uh the outcome of the court this is what it will do to your life naukar ho ya malik leader ho ya public apne aage sabhi jhuke hain kya raja kya sainik सुन 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 अरे राजा सुन इस चंपी में बड़े बड़े गुण सुन 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 अरे राजा सुन इस चंपी में बड़े बड़े गुण लाख दुखों की एक दवा है क्यों ना आज माए काहे घबराए काहे घबराए सर जो तेरा चकराए या दिल डूबा जाए आजा प्यारे पास हमारे काहे घबराए All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.